the AI rally gained further momentum after Nvidia announced blowout quarterly results following Wednesday's close. Now, that was a major relief for investors overall, who were, of course, fearing the slightest misstep from the world's most important company. So, as a result, while many major indices across the globe advanced to fresh record highs yesterday, and that despite the falling expectations for this year's rate reductions from the major central bank and the rising yields as a result of it. So, welcome. This is Swiss Coast Daily Market Talk. But hey, we knew that yesterday was going to be a good day, at least in the stock markets, given that Nvidia defied the expectations that it would maybe fail to deliver 20 billion US dollar worth of sales in the latest quarter. But they announced 22 billion US dollar worth of sales instead. So I'm repeating it that, so that we could just digest it well before the weekend. They did better than expected. And because a potential misstep from Nvidia was seen as a major risk that could trigger a sizable downside correction across the stock markets well the equity bulls broke their chains free after the nvidia earnings on wednesday the start of the past two years the most important stock on planet earth or the ai revolution's mascot call it as you want nvidia ended up jumping 16 percent in just one single session and sold the title of the biggest one day jump from meta which had just obtained it remember after its latest quarterly report as well so Nvidia added 277 billion US dollars to its market cap just yesterday and Morgan Stanley raised its price target from 750 to 795 dollars per share and Bank of America raises Nvidia target from 800 to 925 dollars a share. Allez, let's round it up to $1000 and see if Nvidia could hit that $1000 per share mark. Now, euphoria and fun aside because it's so much fun, well, the expectation that this narrow stock market trend mainly shouldered by the technology stocks would broaden up as well simply dissipated like dust in the sky in the aftermath of the first earnings season of this new year technology and everything related to technology is doing just fine and well the others are also doing fine because they're surfing on that optimism so the S&P 500 rallied more than 2% yesterday and hit a fresh record high of course and the rally is accelerating above the October 2022 to now ascending range mind you Nasdaq 100 soared 3% and traded close to an all-time high level as well the Dow Jones Industrial Index climbed to an all-time high level as well and wait 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 I am not finished the European European stock 600 index traded at an all-time high level as well, whereas it's not really tech-heavy. And the Japanese Nikkei index traded at an all-time high level as well after more than three decades. What a time to be in the stock markets. Now, everyone is obviously wondering whether the US stocks will haven't just become too expensive at the current levels because the S&P 500's PE ratio is now around 23 and in this context well the japanese stocks which also benefit from the ai boom and they also benefit from extra low japanese interest rates and also from super cheap japanese yen well trade with a p ratio of only 
16 compared to that. So that makes the Japanese stocks a good alternative for those investors who actually want to increase their AI exposure and also diversify geographically. Now in the case two heavyweights, which are the Tokyo Electron that makes semiconductor manufacturing equipment and the other one which is the Adven test, which builds chip testing machines, are both doing great. Just saying. And oh well, there is one more idea in the market and that's that the Chinese chip makers would also be a cheap and a discounted option to the US and the Japanese counterparts. Now, Yes, yes, the Chinese chip makers have no option whatsoever but to fill in the gap from the US and Western export ban. The Chinese companies will be obviously constrained to buy these made in China chips and also the Chinese government will put all its weight behind well, the chips and the chip making to make things work because they simply can't afford to fall behind the biggest, the biggest technology race of this decade. But invest Investing in China actually implies taking the Chinese government risk, yes, yes. So you must ask yourself at some point, is the growth potential in China big enough to take that risk? And at this point, I really think that when the world is rushing to AI, I don't really see the Chinese demand necessarily needed to, you know, increase the growth of companies. Let's first let Nvidia try to respond to the surge in global demand, right? And well, speaking of China, real quick, the latest data released lately will show that the new home prices in China dropped to most in 10 months. So the property crisis in China gives no signs of improving whatsoever. So ever on the contrary. Now back to our part of the planet. Note that the cheery market mood in the equity markets was completely decoupled with the gloomy mood that we see in the sovereign space because the US 2 and the 10-year yields rose at yesterday's trading session because some more Federal Reserve members actually warned about well, cutting the US interest rates too early and well, too much. So yesterday's stronger than expected manufacturing data in the US and stronger than expected housing data came as further evidence that well, the US economy doesn't necessarily need the interest rate cuts in a rush. But interestingly, the US dollar appetite was nowhere to be found because the US dollar index remains offered into its 100-day moving average. The three-month risk reversals of the US dollar against EM, so emerging market currencies show that option traders are the least bullish on the US dollar against EM currencies since 2007. And I think that is quite interesting because well, the US economic data continues to surprise to the upside and the Federal Reserve's rate cut expectations are being well scaled back. Yet the US dollar doesn't gain the attraction and attention that it deserves in my opinion. So that's a good thing, mind you, to prevent this US inflation from spilling to the rest of the world, but it is not fully rational. But anyway, in Europe, inflation data came as no surprise yesterday, while the PMI data across the Eurozone show that activity hit a eight-month high in February. But, but cracks are widening, mind you, with German manufacturing falling to the 
lowest levels since October. Still, the German 10-year bond yield rose to 2.5% yesterday and the euro dollar shortly tested its 50-day moving average. That's near 108.83 level yesterday to the upside and is trying to clear its 200-day moving average offers sustainably to the upside. Now, the retreat in dovish ECB expectations support the euro's rebound against the greenback as the market pricing now suggests less than 100 basis point cut from the European Central Bank this year. In the energy markets, well, the US crude advanced to $79 per barrel level at yesterday's trading session after a lower than expected jump in the US oil inventories last week, while the natural gas futures are having quite a hard time rebounding after a dip to 155. Now, the European natural gas futures, on the other hand, continue to push lower as traders are apparently selling natural gas for next winter, which is a sign of confidence that Europe will continue to receive the Russian gas shipments as uh, we are nearing the second anniversary of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. So Europe is not less shocked or unhappy with the war that's going on in its continent, but is clearly less capable of well, putting more restrictions on Russian energy imports, given that we have a severe cost of living crisis on the continent and Germany is descending into hell. So buying defense stocks is probably a better way to navigate through the war in Europe than buying natural gas futures at this point. For natural gas, on the other hand, I still think that the current levels call for a meaningful upside correction in the foreseeable future. So this is all for this week. I'm Ipek Özkardeş and thank you for joining me and thank you for all your beautiful and supportive messages. I hope this episode of Market Talk has been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions and your questions below as usual. Follow us on Instagram, on X and on LinkedIn for regular market updates. Subscribe to our YouTube channel for daily market comments and please don't forget to hit the like button on these videos to let us know that you enjoy them. So I will meet you again next week and until then good day trading and have a lovely weekend.